The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Today on the show, we'll introduce a brand new topic, geography. We'll also cover science. Inventions. We'll open up the mailbag. And food with our very special guest. Listen, laugh, and learn with Season 3, Episode 6. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Boy, am I excited today. I'm really excited because, I mean, every week it's exciting to be on with my best friend, Roy, of 40 years. Right, Roy? You're excited too, aren't you? Yeah. Huh. To be on with you or Leanne? Shh, no, don't. You gave it away. We have, a very, <laughs> we have a guest. So we actually cleaned up the studio. We tidied up and everything. We brought out some like fresh fruit and fresh nuts. <laughs> just it's to make cornucopia. Sure. That's right. Cornucopia. But in the meantime, let's talk about food. Your weekly sweet and savory facts of totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Come and get it! Pulled out all the stops here for this food episode right now. That's right. We welcome to our show, Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, a very special guest and my friend, Leanne Philipson. Hello! Yay! Don't I get all those jingle and what was that? A cowbell or something like that? It was mm-hmm. a no, it was a dinner triangle. Oh, yeah. of course. Sorry. Yeah, yes. dinner triangle. It's been a while. It's been a while. She's not really much of a food expert, is she? She doesn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> She's a food expert, not a jingle expert. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, Leanne is a registered nutritionist, and you can check her out at leannephillipson.com. Or SproutRight.com, and she's got a couple of uh, cookbooks. Is that a couple now that you have? How many books do you have? I do, I do. I have two books. One, SproutRight Nutrition from Tummy to Toddler, and my most recent one is SproutRight Family Food. Nice. Terrific. So check it out. Where can you get those? Anywhere. Amazon, Indigo. Yeah, anywhere. She's a registered nutritionist, and me and Nick are registered lunatics. That's right. There you go. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. Perfect pairing. Not, not to put you uh, like a fine wine, not, not to put you on the spot, but what's the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? Uh, it's, this, it's the school that you go to okay. and the course that you, that you go through. A registered dietitian is, a, is more medically recognized, which means that a registered dietitian can work in a hospital. They would work alongside a doctor. If, say, you had a heart attack or you have diabetes, then you would more than likely get referred to a dietitian. They tend to deal a little more in, in sort of what I call macros, so your calories, and, and especially when it comes to things like diabetes, they just get very specific on different types of foods. I'm a registered nutritionist. I actually did my training in London, England when I lived there. So 
even though I'm practiced now in, uh, in Toronto, I'm in Canada, but I see and speak to people all over the world, my training as a registered nutritionist had a lot more holistic vibe to it. So it's what are those nutrients doing for your body as well as, you know, gluten may not be so great for you. You know, a lot of the subtle things that really can impact someone's someone's life without necessarily being something that you can find on a medical test, if that makes sense. So it's, it's feel, a different, I, I different designation. I feel the same way, Leanne. Like I, I think about my food a lot, like when I'm eating pizza and McDonald's, no. Wendy, <laughs> Taco Bell. Please. By the way, the show is sponsored by Taco Bell. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> yeah, not after we're done with this show. <laughs> no, exactly not. <laughs> no. Um, but we'll say this, though. I mean, you're a, lot, a nutritionist, I think, a registered nutritionist is a lot more fun because you can tell us more specifically the kinds of foods you can eat where a dietitian, usually, like you said, you work with doctors. And some dietitians kind of go off of that more medical model, but it's, it's just a little bit different. The way that I approach this is what you put in your mouth has an impact on every aspect of your life. And what comes out of our mouths on this show? Food facts. So here's one. I'm going to kick it off with our food segment here on totally useless information with Nick and Rory with our very special guest, Leanne Phillipson. Rhubarb. We all love rhubarb, don't you? Yep. It grows really fast. This is how fast it grows. You can actually hear it grow. It grows as much as one inch per day. And it's so fast. Like really, if you, you put your ear to it, you can hear it creak and pop as it gets bigger. Seriously? You're recording, Nick? You're yeah. recording? No, we don't. I, I, I tried, you know, I, I, I went to the, do I have a recording? You know, that's the one thing. I forgot to do my homework for this week, right? Audio of rhubarb growing. Scientists mm-hmm. say that the growing forced rhubarb makes it sweeter, which is why the stocky plant stars in so many of our favorite spring and summer dishes. So there you go. Go rhubarb. You need to have one of those... Um one of those speakers, you know, kind of like a, like a time-lapse or something. You need a time-lapse camera going while you mm-hmm. have like a mic right on it just so that you can hear the snap, crackle, and pop. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, that's Rice Krispies, but okay, moving on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, Leanne, so Leanne is going to give us, if we give you useless information, Leanne is here to give us useful food information. Yes. Right. Okay. Are you ready? Hold on to your hat. Every single part of an egg is totally edible, including the shell, which has actually really high calcium content. Now, eggs, they actually contain the highest quality of any food protein. And the fact that you can also eat the shell brings the nutrition to a whole other level. I love crunchy scrambled eggs. (laughs) (laughs) You you actually have to cook, you have to do it a little differently. So because like there's all this calcium in there, so you really do need to, rather than just cracking them and throwing everything in, it's advised that you actually boil and dry off the shells and then you can crush them up with like a pestle and mortar. You can bash them up with a rolling pin and then just mix that powder. You can put it in water. You could put it into like, if you're making burgers, you can put it into pasta sauce. You can even throw it mm-hmm. into, your, in, into your yogurt. And studies show that it can help to decrease osteoporosis. So mm, Calcium. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one. Yeah? I got a food fact. Go the on, most expensive pizza, because, of course, I have to talk about junk food. The <laughs> <laughs> most expensive pizza in the world is $12,000. Of course, that's for the whole pie. Three Italian chefs prepare it. 
It has a mixture of caviar, specific buffalo mozzarella, and uh, lobster on it. it. They also use only pink Australian salt. Okay. So $12,000 or to most people, that's $1,500 a slice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you think they deliver? <laughs> I think I think they should. I don't know what else they could do for that price. Holy smokes! Yeah, they deliver. They deliver in a Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> and and take you and take you for like a helicopter ride at the same time while you're eating it. I don't know. It comes with a little jar of Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, darling. All right. So, Leanne, what other piece of useful food information do you have for us on totally useless information with Naked Roy? Okay, so you're actually only about 10% human because you're 90% bacteria. The bacteria that's in your intestines, which is known as the gut flora, outnumber your human cells about 10 to 1. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa is right. So there's about a 100 trillion bacteria, both good and bad, that lives inside your digestive system. Collectively, it's known as the gut microbiota. You don't have to say that three times fast. And actually, in recent years, there have been all sorts of information that have come out of this, what's also called the second brain, because your gut health and how many good versus bad bacteria you have in your gut can affect all sorts of things, from things like body weight and obesity to mental health, your brain function. So it's really important to make sure that you eat a lot of your vegetables and your super duper pizza needs to have a lot on the side of that because it's the fiber that is the food for the good bacteria. And of course, you can take a, a probiotic if you've ever come, a, come across that. I have my own supplement line. Mine called BioBoost is my favorite that I recommend to all of my clients just to keep all those numbers up all the time because it's such a huge did influence. You, did you hear what she said, Nick? It scared me for a minute. She was talking about the intestines and she said that studies have come out. I was getting a little scared there. <laughs> stuff coming out, stuff coming out of the intestine. I... What, what, I, what I got out of all of that, and thank you, Leanne. Our guest, by the way, is Leanne Phillipson, a registered nutritionist. And um, I, what, what I got out of that was when people call us a parasite, we'll say thank you. That's right. <laughs> Which happens quite often. Yeah. You think we have 10% human? Think again. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like on average 10% other than Roy and I, is that right? Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, potatoes. We all love potatoes. You can mash them. You can slice them. You can fry them uh, in an air fryer. More healthy, right, Leanne? Yes. You can bake. Just bake them. Bake your fries. Bake them, yes. What, smoke a joint with it? No. Uh, <laughs> potatoes mm -hmm. can improve your Wi-Fi signals. Huh? Yes. Yeah. So when Boeing was testing its airplanes, a wireless internet on their airplanes in 2012, it filled its planes with piles of potatoes. That's because potatoes have a high water content and chemical makeup so that they reflect and absorb wireless signals similar to humans and thus are able to test for weak spots in the signal all by using potatoes. Is it any wonder why all those planes are on the ground? They can't figure out why they don't fly right. They're probably full of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to sit in the au gratin or the mast section? What are you talking about? If they crash, you'll have a bunch of French fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
No, mashed. Oh, mashed potatoes. All mashed. Roasted mashed potatoes. Sadly, yes. Wow. I want to talk about liquid sugar. You may or may not know, but your typical like your typical can of pop, which is uh, just over 350 mils, mm. has 10 to 12 teaspoons of sugar in it. Just mm. pi- picture that all sloshing around, around. So that's about 150, 180 empty calories that, first of all, your body doesn't really recognize, especially if it's a diet one. Well, there's not as many calories, but it doesn't recognize the sugar, the sweetness in that. And probably if you're sitting there drinking a can of pop or a drink, you're not really cutting back on all those other calories that you're having, like your French fries or your burger. Now, if you thought that number was bad, you know, a typical bottle, which is about 20 ounces, it actually has more sugar than a Cinnabon. Oh, wow. Cinnabons. We love Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet of her to bring that up? (laughs) What a sweetheart. That is 65 <laughs> grams of sugar Ooh, or 14 and a half teaspoons, which equals to a third of a cup of sugar oh, in, yeah. in one bottle. Leanne, when wow. we agree, listen, when we talked about you coming on the show, you said you're going to come <laughs> on with useful food information. Yeah, ruining right. it for us. How we, is can't that have useful? No. we can't have pizza. We can't have, I always like to suck down a nice big soda while I'm putting, I put the pizza on top of a Big Mac. <laughs> because it's hard to fold a Big Mac without having the pizza. Will <laughs> be patty, special sauce, special cheese, lettuce, pepperoni, mushroom on a sesame seed bun. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yep. Oh, okay, ready? Capsaicin. What? The hot stuff in peppers uh-huh. is also a magician because it doesn't really burn your mouth. It tricks your central nervous system into thinking it's hot. There is no hot substance in capsaicin. It is literally an effect of your nervous system. You takes the chemicals and then it reads it as a blueprint for, ow, that's hurting my mouth and burning. Okay? Wow. So, yeah, it's a lie. The whole thing, it's a trick on the brain. <laughs> kind of like the way I would trick girls at clubs during the disco days. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, burn. they thought I was hot. <laughs> well, that's what they mean by you. Are you hot in here? Or is it just me? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Leanne, let's end the segment with uh, one of your useful uh, facts on total uses information with Nick and Roy. Okay. So this is the flip side to the crazy sugar one. A triple threat drink to order or to make it home the next time you fancy a little something at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The drink that has the lowest calories the one that is the kindest to your liver and the cheapest, if you want a bit of a buzz, is a vodka and soda. Now it's cheapest because when you mix carbonated water or anything carbonated actually with with alcohol, but in this case, a soda water with the vodka, the CO2 opens up a valve in your stomach and speeds up the absorption rate of the alcohol in the small intestine. Now, This means that the alcohol gets into your body a bit faster. So you might be, you know, you might have a little bit of a buzz or relaxation, whatever it is that you get, you get from your, from your booze and it amplifies the effect in the body. So essentially you can drink less with the same effects. How cool is that? And to prove the, the health benefits of it, Leanne had eight vodka and sodas before the show. 
Because uh, vodka is made sometimes made from potatoes, she has an excellent Wi-Fi signal and can get onto a plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just roll me on. You got to make sure though that you listen yeah. to my latest uh, "Eat This with Leanne" podcast that you guys have been on because it was all about the journey of alcohol through our bodies. And while very useful information, at least it taught everybody who's listened to it loves it so far. And they've just said that was absolutely fascinating from understanding the effect of booze on everything, on all, the, all your organs so that you know what best one to choose when you're ready to go and have a drink. So Anyone that's listening to the show now, the show is called Eat This with Leanne. <laughs> and... It is a fantastic show. You're oh, going to get you. you're going to get the benefits of hearing a nutritionist without literally paying for it. And it is an amazing show. You got to listen to it. And and she has fantastic guests. I think we've been on her show. You so, have, <laughs> but it's a great show, and uh, you should listen in. Thank you. That's Leanne Phillipson, registered nutritionist. You can check her out at leannephillipson.com. Leanne is spelled with two N's and Phillipson with two L's. Okay, spelling counts. And sproutright.com. Yes. <laughs> check all that stuff out, including her podcast, which is Eat This with Leanne. Now, Leanne, normally, you know, when a guest comes on a show, they say, well, thanks very much, and off you go to your next adventure. Roy and I would like to extend an invitation to ask you to stay on for the rest of the show. Are you cool with that? I'm totally cool with that. Cool. Okay, I'm going to go then. No, 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 yeah, you go, yeah. So this is exciting, not because we have you on as our guest, but also because we have a brand new topic this week. It's geography. We go all over the world. We get around on this show. Throw away your totally useless GPS. It's time for geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. Yes, you can get lost with Nick and Roy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. The first city to reach one million inhabitants was the city of Rome in 133 before Christ, 133 BC. Then it took a long time, but London in 1810 and New York in 1875 reached a million people. Now, there are more than 300 cities that have more than a million people in them. That's pretty cool. We're going to stay in Italy. We're going to stay in Italy. Mm-hmm. The people who run the gondolas in Venice have to cut the maximum amount of passengers on the smaller boats from six people to five. Okay, now you're thinking, is it social distancing? Is it for safety? Well, in a way it is. Venice is reducing the number of tourists on its gondolas because many of the passengers are becoming overweight. Mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. So not good. they dangerously lower the boats into the water. And they, according to the Gondolier Association, it's not a good. Going forward with a, over half a ton of meat on board is dangerous, according to the spokesman. So if you're going to Venice when you're traveling, when you're able to travel post-pandemic, just you might want to shed a few pounds before you go on a gondola. My, my gondola had four people on it, myself, uh, three other people, uh, eight pizzas, a bag of McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> and a guy named Tony with an oar. Right, yes. <laughs> or what? Oh, sorry. 
Uh, continents are shifting at about the same rate as your fingernails are growing. The Earth's tectonic plates are constantly moving. Well, you, if you hear that, it, they, I think they go as fast as the rhubarb. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they move at the same rate as fingernails grow. That amounts to, at most, a few inches per year. And geologists think that sometimes the continental crust is all pretty much in the same part of the globe or split into a lot of different continents. They call this the supercontinent cycle. Cool. What do you think of that? Yeah. Man? Fascinating. That was very scientific, Nick. Thank you. Very, very scientific. You've heard of the city of Amman, the capital of Jordan. Mm -hmm. Okay. But did you know for decades, Amman was actually called Philadelphia? Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I, Jordan, I like their almonds myself. I like them on my pizza. <laughs> <Yes>. my... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, have you heard of Amman? Yes. And they're also sister city, a woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, city, <laughs> what city is the smallest country in the world? What city is the smallest country in the world? It has an area of 121 acres and a population of about 805, Vatican City. I was going to say, I think I know this one. It's the smallest sovereign state in the world by both area and population. So the smallest, this, what city is the smallest country is Vatican City. Mm -hmm. Cool. They plant a lot there because the, the ground is very holy. <laughs> holy. <laughs> Holy I figured you did a bad one. I will. Okay. The Archipelago Islands. Yes. I love that word. Archipelago. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm going to say it again. Archipelago. Now I'll say pizza. No. Okay. The Archipelago Islands in the Philippines consist of, guess how many? 7,107 separate islands. Can you wow. imagine they all have names? How the hell do you get that? Like in school when you're in, from the Philippines. Okay. Name all the yeah. For extra credit, name all the islands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can you imagine though that that there's seven thousand one hundred and seventy. You talk about confusing. That's confusing. <laughs> I'm gonna say archipelago again. Yes. <laughs> Especially on this show. You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. And Leanne. And now for something completely useless. Okay, this just in yes. weather news flash. You're gonna, you can't believe this. On February 18th, 1979, it snowed in the Sahara Desert. No, really? It snowed in the Sahara Desert. Okay. Crazy town. Yes, and that's all I got. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So it snowed. So you know what? It's like frozen in Saudi Arabia. Where was it? The Sahara Desert? Is that where it was? Yes. Frozen. Mm -hmm. Let it go, Roy. Let it go. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He equals nothing. It's science, science, science. With Nick and Roy. I'm Nick, and I'll tell you right now that your tongue can smell. Huh? Mm-hmm. A large part of the complex... Yours does. I don't know if you've ever been no, close no, to him, no. Man. I mean... No, it doesn't smell, but it has the ability to smell. At Christmas, <laughs> I sent him a whole sleeve of those Tic Tacs. <laughs> 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 uh, 
that's what it was. I wasn't. Sure. I couldn't quite get. It. I thought it was a gag gift, but it wasn't. It was a suggestion. Oh, I'm gagging. <laughs> it, was, it was a suggestion. Uh, a large part of the complex information about food flavors, and this is right up your alley, Leanne, our registered nutritionist. Food mm. flavors that that your brain analyzes comes from their smell. When researchers at the Monell Chemical Census Center in Philadelphia formerly known as Amon, grew human taste cells in a lab and exposed them to odor molecules. And the cells unexpectedly responded like the same cells found in your nose. While this was the first demonstration <laughs> of such centers in human taste cells, these responses have been found in other parts of your body, including the gut and your hair. Mm. Wow. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So your hair smells too? Yes. Like you're in your case, Nick. <laughs> so if you lick someone's hair, you're just smelling their hair. Is that what it is? Yes. That's it. You know canola oil? This is a good one, Leanne, because it's science, but this is a good food thing. Mm. Okay. This was on one of our previous shows, too. Um, there's no canola plant. Okay. It was actually named Canadian oil, and then it was shortened to can oil canola huh. that's how they get the name canola but did you know that it was changed by the canadian government because you make most of the canola oil and the canadian government changed the um name of it because it was from the rape seed plant and it right. used to be called rapeseed oil mm -hmm. which had some negative connotations when you say canola oil it's like saying oil oil twice exactly but it's Canadian oil. And by the way, the scientific part is because the rapeseed oil plant has a low acid quality and a low glycinolate property to it, which makes it fantastic oil for cooking. Is that an archipelago by, by chance? You know, Nick, I'll tell you the truth. My vocabulary is much too copious for your immediate comprehension. In the future, I'll speak more emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of single cell blobs... A single cell. <laughs> You're talking about me again? Yes. It's called a segue. A single cell blob is smart. Next time someone calls you a brainless blob, two, one, uh, take it as a compliment. Uh, it turns out that even though simple organisms can undertake complex decision making processes, when exposed to an irritant, a relatively large trumpet-shaped single-celled creature will try multiple tactics to avoid the problem. So they really think that it has some sort of intelligence. So a single-celled blob isn't so dumb yeah. as you it is. That's how they figured that scientific fact out. The single-celled blob, me, was next to an irritant, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Listen, you totally useless information with Nick Le and Roy. Leanne. I, uh, hi, Leanne. Hi, Roy. Hi. Listen, this is an <laughs> this is another food thing in science because we I did this because you're on the show and I guess Nick did too. So yes. we got all these scientific food things, which is in honor of you. Thank you. Ketchup won't come out of the bottle, right? So we tap it or bang it. In yep. some cases, you bang it right out of your hand, and if it's glass, it smashes all over the floor. Yep. Okay, it's because ketchup is one of many non-Newtonian fluids. Okay, again, I'm going to say Newtonian because, again, that's a big word. Impressive Materials word. <laughs> That's like a $10 word. <laughs> okay. Materials with constant viscosity are known as Newtonian, 
but ones like ketchup, which flow, which don't flow with gravity, mm. are known as non-Newtonian fluids. So what you're saying is you can never take a bottle of ketchup in space. Um, I wonder what would happen. Huh. See, it might, it might, it, it'll float. It might float. Yeah, sure. But then it's, again, I could take a bag of McDonald's and French fries and then we could put the ketchup on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the burger. Ketchup, wonder how ketchup is on pizza. <laughs> you, know, Ew. You, just love, you just love to see Leanne turn beet red. Yeah. Um, where is fear stored in your brain? Researchers tested a human patient, not like Roy or myself. Um, they anonymously <laughs> called this patient SM, who did not experience fear. She had lesions. Okay, it's a she. She had lesions on part of her brain thought to be key to our experience of fear. They exposed her to snakes and spiders and took her to her haunted house. They had her watch some scary movies. She even, they even they tried to throw her off a cliff. They even had her listen to one of our episodes of Totally Loses Information. <laughs> it wasn't until they showed her a picture of Nick. <laughs> Come on, you read my script. Uh, and, and in two, no, not really. And in 2013, some of the same researchers had nothing else to do. They said, let's test her again. This time, they had her inhale carbon dioxide, and she experienced a feeling of, of asphyxiation. She suffered a panic attack, just like the other subjects in the experiment, both of whom, because they tried this in other people, so they also had damaged amygdalus. The findings made it clear that it's not only the part of the brain that processes fear, and that fear really is a universal emotion. Mm, Is it gonna... ironic, though, yeah. that they named this girl S&M? No. <laughs> this is totally useless information with Nick and Roy. I'm Nick. And I'm Leanne. No, I'm Roy. And Leanne Philipson has joined us. She's a registered nutritionist. And uh, you can rewind this episode to the beginning of the episode to find out some fascinating food facts. But we do have an email address, a brand new email address, because people had trouble spelling TUI podcast. So mm -hmm. we changed the email address to useless at nickandroy.com. Our, our listeners are not like Leanne's listeners. No. You know, they're not as smart. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so the email address, useless at nickandroy.com, like these people did. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Doesn't Roy have a lovely voice? That's Roy singing that one on that jingle, Leanne. Oh, that's beautiful. Well mm -hmm. done. Well, well done. Uh, this is from someone that, the, that Leanne and I know, uh, one of our colleagues at a radio station that I work at, Becky, mm. from Hamilton, uh, Ontario. It's an inside joke. Uh, she <laughs> said, Dear Nick and Roy, we love listening to you guys. You guys should be on a morning radio show. Wow. Maybe she should send an email to our boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, there you go. Bad taste. <laughs> I would wake up to you guys every day. Of course, she sleeps in, but that's beside the point. Here's my question. I my think my wife I would find that very nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And who are you? Uh, here's my question. My mom and I love eating lamb for dinner. We mm -hmm. usually have a nice helping of mint jelly. And we were both wondering how the custom of serving mint jelly with lamb came from. Mm. Thank you, Becky from Hamilton, Ontario. The tradition of serving mint sauce with lamb comes from England, where Leanne studied. 
Mm-hmm. And it dates, that says that right on the paper where Leanne studied. Um, <laughs> and it dates back to a time when lamb was significantly gamier and fattier as to what the, uh, the lamb is today. So let's just say the massive meat that was served a couple of hundred years ago was a, bore a little resemblance to what we enjoy today. In any case, the lamb was generally slaughtered in the spring, which is when mint proliferates and a sweet and tangy minty sauce was just the thing to cover up the gamey muttony smelling meat that graced people's tables in the days gone by so because of that becky they serve mint jelly with lamb thanks and that's why they invented ketchup as well to mask the smell and flavor of the more rancid type meat that's right seriously yeah seriously really i know because there's ketchup on my big mac (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> again you can send an email useless at nickandroy.com what's in the mail uh, you still there leanne i'm still here <laughs> where where would she go she has nowhere else to go really right this is the place to be this is the place where people this is it's the place where people invent things Innovation, ideas, the Totally Useless Information Podcast presents Inventions. So you wake up in the middle of the night and you're off to the bathroom, to the washroom, and uh, it's really dark and you're half asleep and you want to make sure you're, well, first of all, you're going to the right room. Uh, (laughs) So this invention has helped you out. It's glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. Okay? Ah. You'll no longer have to struggle to relieve yourself during those half-awake bathroom visits in the middle of the night with this glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. It's functional. It's fun. And you'll know you're getting a complete wipe when the toilet paper stops glowing. <laughs> That's what the advertisement <laughs> said. Okay? The manufacturer says that this toilet paper saves energy for those tree-hugging hippies because you won't need to turn on the bathroom light. Well, there's definitely something to think about the next time that you don't know what to give as a gift, glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. And, and I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be watching glowing toilet paper and look at 90% of a human. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The invention that I chose today is the Hug Me Pillow, which is half a man's button-down T-shirt with a fake hand. It's stuffed to resemble half of a man. And then (laughs) women hug this thing, okay? At night, they hug it. And okay, ladies, eHarmony, eHarmony. Have you ever heard of eHarmony? Get a damn life, okay? (laughs) You're hugging, it's got no head. Well, then again, that might be that might be good. I mean, some guys are. Really- you know, hold on, hold on a second. So, so when you buy, what was it called? What was the invention called? The what? It's called. You can look it up online. It's called the Hug Me Pillow. It's bizarre. It's 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 a very like Marquis de Sade type of uh, head gone type of situation. Yeah. Available nineteen ninety five now for limited time offer. They give you a free subscription to plentyoffish.com. dot <laughs> com. <laughs> Wow. Well, listen, if that uh, hug a husband or whatever it's called isn't enough, there's uh, an invention, vibrating jeans. Oh, here we go. (laughs) If you cannot get enough of notifications and love the feeling of your pocket vibrating every time your phone goes off, Mm. there's good news. Uh, I said when the phone goes off. Uh, These jeans and jean shorts, (laughs) because you have them in shorts too, are designed to vibrate when your phone (laughs) <laughs> when your phone goes off for a leg-based thrill. 
Nick's got a speed dial for his own number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really busy today. <laughs> Maybe that's where the expression getting busy came from. You don't know. You'll thrill up the leg. Okay. <laughs> the shower mic. Okay. Now, okay. some crazy, you know what, invented the shower mic. So he, it's pretty ingenious when you think about it. All he did was shape a large sponge like a microphone. Yeah. So that as you're cleaning yourself and you decide to break into like, you never close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can just break into song with this microphone-shaped sponge. I think the women who buy the hug me pillow may want another shaped sponge. I'm not sure. <laughs> Call me funny. I don't know. Question <laughs> Does it glow in the dark? <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Geek keyboard jeans. So it's not bad enough that your your pants vibrate when you get a Nick can't. Yeah, I was going to say you can't play yours because your hands are shaking from the vibration. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of typos in this email. It's a Dutch designer student, Eric Denisius, made hate carry he he must really hate carrying his keyboard around because he decided you know what uh let's he invented this this keyboard that's kind of like uh, sewn into the jeans mm. not only that it also has a speaker and a mouse too i don't <laughs> want to know where he puts the mouse when he's not using it uh this will set you back 250 pounds or 312 dollars us or 428 dollars canadian it's the beauty and the geek Keyboard jeans. That's not. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on with jeans. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick's got a lot going on in his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't want to know. And where it ain't natural. No. <laughs> I love this one. Yes. They're called Forget Me Not Mittens. Now, just get ready for this one. They're called Forget Me Not Women. It's a woman's mitten. Adult-sized woman's mitten. That vibrates. With a oh. child-sized baby mitten inside, small child mitten inside, sewn to the other glove. So that they can put the glove on and then their child puts the other glove on so they don't have to let go. Now, if you're, a, somebody call HHS, you know, human resources, uh, human services, because if you're a mother and you can't figure out whether you have your child's hand, <laughs> other than the <laughs> forget me not mitten, you really should not have children. You shouldn't drive a car and you should not be allowed to vote. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> forget me not gloves. Wow. So mm -hmm. what happens when mittens, you lose? Mittens, Nick. Mittens, I'm sorry. Or that's right. Mittens are different than gloves. The so difference between gloves and mittens is in your jeans. <laughs> Do the math. So what happens? So what happens if you lose your forget-me-not mittens? Could you imagine? You lose the kid with the mitten. Now the kid's running around with an adult-sized mitten. Yes. It'll work out great when that kid gets older. And on the back of the uh, milk carton, you'll see a picture of a missing mitten. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then years later, you find out that the mitten is on the forget uh, the hug me pillow. <laughs> right. See, forget me not mitten grows up to be a forget me not pillow. <laughs> oh, boy. Brand new invention. Well, that you know what? We're out of time. I can't believe we are totally out of time on this. And we want to thank once again our very special guest, Leanne Phillipson, registered nutritionist, leannephillipson.com. 
sproutright.com and eat this, the podcast, eat this with Leanne. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for the, for the laughs and the giggles. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. That's yeah. what we say. Listen, laugh, Great. learn. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. But we will scour the internet far and wide for more useless information for you guys next week. So in the meantime, tell a friend about the trend uh, by sharing and subscribing. Don't forget to share, subscribe, tell a friend about it. I'm Nick. I'm Roy. And I'm Leanne. That's Leanne for this week. Thanks for joining us, Leanne. And thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.